You are listening to the Jobbers Court Podcast, part of the W2M Network. We're a podcast for wrestling fans old and new. Court is now in session. Right, hello and welcome to Jobber's Court. We've got a very special episode for you today. You know, we were sitting around this week and we were really trying to go to go back and forth on, on a lot of topics and we just kind of decided this week we wanted to have a little fun. So I'm, uh, I'm Rasquash, the king of Jobber's Court, joined as always by my two other co-hosts, the man of a thousand and four nicknames, as well as the wise old owl of wrestling and and we have a special treat for you today. We're going to be doing a retro wrestling review, watching the first episode of Monday Night Raw, kind of live here on the podcast. So what I'd recommend is you could go ahead and, and start up Nitro Episode 1 uh, once we get started, and we're just going to give our comments as that uh, as that plays through. So you're going to hear us count down here, and once we do that, Go ahead and uh, click play when we click play. So, on top of that, just wanted to try something new. We're going to try our hand at, at talking through commentary in a match. So we're going to get in character, in character. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. So, then after that, we'll just we'll have some open topics. There's a few things to talk about. I know I personally want to talk about uh, WWE's potential revamping a King of the Ring. A couple of those, those types of things, but... Uh, for now, how are you guys before we get started? How nasty. How nasty. Outstanding. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your Matt Hardy voice? Delete, delete. I knew you'd say that, Brother Nero. <laughs> <laughs> and Cedric, how are you doing? I think doing? that actually sounded more like Willow than Matt. Yeah, I would say Willow is a good... good... <laughs> 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 Good lord, man! The wicked witch, the wicked witch of the far west, of the far west of the, the great white north. <laughs> well, I guess we're north and west. How about northwest? <laughs> ah, ah, you're gonna go eight points the compass on me, eh? All right then, northwest it is. I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, so. As we were saying, we're going to cover, it's about a 45-minute episode here, so um, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Uh, get your get your fingers ready. Get the network, <laughs> get the network, yes. <laughs> You're nasty. Oh, blisters on my anyway. fingers. <laughs> That's also nasty. Anyway, so uh, go ahead and get the episode queued up, 45 minutes and 4 seconds. We're starting at zero, and... Uh, once you get it loaded, we're going to give you just a little bit of time. You might have to pause the podcast. And uh, for us, though, you guys ready? Ready. All right. We're going to go in three, two, one. Click play. And here it is. So starts out with this, this brilliant lightning show. Hulk Hogan. Oh, my gosh. Tearing away his shirt. Fire. Oh man! Three lights exploding. 
So, I don't know if I'm watching wrestling or Ghostbusters right now. <laughs> that is a good one. Especially I saw Vader. You had the stinger splash there. And then now, I will say the opening production value on this is pretty damn exciting, considering this is uh, 1995. Yeah. And uh, there. So, Mall of America. What do you guys think about that as a wrestling venue? I would have never thought so, but uh, I mean, there's a ton of people in there, and the fact that it's got the multiple layers kind of yeah. reminds me of the ECW mm. hall. A little bit. The bingo hall. Look at that guy. Yeah, look at that guy in the back that looks like <laughs> Mongo McMichael, but skinny. It's like they're twins. It's like if Mongo had just lost about a 200 pounds. The guy who left him almost looks like a, a real skinny Crispin Wah. I thought about it and I didn't know what to say, <laughs> but I thought about it. Look at Bobby the Brain, he the man. Yep, that's the man right there. So, oh, yeah. I don't know what I think about Mongo in general as a commentator uh, or as a wrestler, but uh, the, the buzzer's a nice touch. Look at Eric Bischoff just looking like a dweeb. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you, Eric Bischoff misses that, that nice black silky hair. <laughs> oh, come on. You know he enjoys being a silver fox. Yep. Who, do, who doesn't? I mean, I'm there now, so I gotta enjoy it. I got no choice. I'm, I'm not gonna pause it, but to the to the left of Bobby Heenan, that guy has a sweet stash. He does. I saw it. I was, <laughs> and then, I, and then I'm wondering if that's a fat weird Al Yankovic there, uh, kind of in between, um, between Bobby Heenan and, and Eric Bischoff. There, he keeps peeking his glasses and head out. Man, look how different the crowd looks back in '95. Gosh. Is it really that different, though? I mean, yeah, other than a few hairstyles. Look at the hairstyles and clothing and all that. Like, just the, oh. of the crowd. Oh, here it is. Can you yeah, believe? buddy. Dude, can this you, can this you is believe? the kind of stuff that... Was here up? comes oh. Jushin Thunder yeah, Liger. Liger. Can you believe this dude's still wrestling? Yeah. Really just wrestling at uh, Dallas. Yeah. That's what I mean. Dude's like, he's got to be 50, huh? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, man, this was play on a cardboard. <laughs> Twenty-one years ago, dude. But you know what I like about this? This is this is the kind of stuff that you would see, like if a company was starting. You know what I mean? Like they will ask for permission oh, flying to do bright. something in a mall. Sure. Yeah. In peace. Well, hey, I think I, I think you There's have it. I, I think you have it in a mall because you're probably scared if, to even know if you're going to sell tickets. I'm yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure this was a free show. I'm guessing they just had the people come from the mall. Yeah, I mean, hey, I wish straight Jeff- out a great way to get your product out there. Yeah, and here we go, yeah. ding ding. I wish Jeff Hardy would have been there. He would have probably jumped from the second story. <laughs> <laughs> now, have they already announced a cruiserweight division at this point, or are these just two small wrestlers? I think this was just the, the opening matchup. I don't think they had the cruiserweight division in yet. Oh, my cartwheel kick there. Right to the ear lobe. <laughs> it's precision right there. Oh, I am. I mean, precision beats power every time. I have the volume Ooh. turned almost all the way down, and I still heard that slap. Oh, look at that speed. Yeah. Oh, he waited for him a little bit there. <laughs> Brian's kind of pausing. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because you know it's not like Fry, Flying Brian's a big guy, but he looks big compared to Jushin there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, back then cruiserweight was two twenty-five, right? What's that? Back then cruiserweight was two twenty-five, right? Um. 
it kind of fluctuates. I know it depends on what part you're talking about because there's times when cruiserweights couldn't be like over 210, and then there's 227. Like the the light heavyweights in WWF were like had to be 227 or less. Whereas in in this, I think it was just it was kind of like round about that 220. I don't think they ever really went out and actually gave a specific weight limit. Whoever whoever showed up. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh. That's a really bad Yeah, he botched that slightly. Oh man, yeah, he did. One, two. Oh, is that Neil? Is that Neil Patrick? Yeah, it is. What? Harris? Harris? <laughs> Crazy. Look at that security guard out there. That dude ain't beating <laughs> nobody up. <laughs> All blurred. Yeah, it's well the opposite. That was pretty full, man. That that moment was pretty full. Yeah, well, say if you had a free if you had a free show to watch the first ever episode of a live show, heck yeah, I'd be all over it too. That's a gigantic dude in a pink shirt that was out there in the crowd. Oh, so I like I love I love Liger's style. This was the first I I never knew how to describe it as a kid because you never I, you didn't see wrestling like this, so you're like. Yeah, I just like whatever it is this dude's doing. But now you you know we're older. You recognize that that mixture of of lucha and Japanese style is pretty awesome. Indeed, indeed. I always thought. I want to make sure I'm at the right spot as you guys. I think I might be slightly ahead or slightly behind. I'm not sure. But he's got him in the surfboard right now, right? Yeah, he's got him in the surfboard. Yeah. I think I'm a second ahead. Yeah, I, I think really you're. Do. I think you're a very split second ahead of me, anyway. I think, I think I, when you said three, uh, two, one, I hit one, and then you said three. Yeah, you got a little premature. That's okay, though. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> so you'll only be a second ahead. Liger on the outside and oh. cannonball. Oh, you're really ahead of me. <laughs> you're way, you're way ahead. I am. Yeah, you need to, you need to, you need to click. You need to click, you need to click pause. For about uh, so you tell me when he does the cannonball. He just did the he cannonball. Did uh, he's rolling back into the ring. No, not yet. <laughs> he's rolling back in the ring. <laughs> uh, you tell me when Brian stands up. Brian on both feet. has stood up to both feet. All right, here we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right, there we go. Now we're in sync. Trying to get the trying to get the edge on us there. Oh, oh, what the hell? Oh, goodness. Whoops. Attempt to suplex and oh whoa boy! If Brian almost didn't get him up there. Nope. He's kind of you know kind of heavy in the in the, the, the oh, midsection. Oh, right here. there he goes. Flying crossbody. That was sick. Flying, flying Brian looks like if Psycho Sid was a little bit smaller and a little bit younger. There he goes. Yeah, like a little cousin or something. No, I mean it's like it's it's like him and Shawn Michaels could be brothers. Yeah. I mean especially if you look at Michaels in '95. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was much bigger chested. Ooh. Barrel chested, oh, barrel chested. Soprano. Ooh. Oh goodness, I couldn't imagine getting crotched on one of those things. That would just ugh. Oh, superplex. Yeah. Man, for, Always, for for '95, like this is insane. Oh. Brian's I mean, eyes. This is a pretty fast-paced match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brian's eyes were wide open on that one. He knew he wasn't getting pinned. Yeah. I always like the sound of the mat in WCW when they were hit. That's because it was a hard-ass mat, from what I understand. Um, I heard a lot yeah, of they had a, talk about it. Oh, they had shit. a pretty big spring tension on the bottom, though, I think. 
I can never, I never liked the way this this referee counted. Nope, kick out. It's it's Nick Patrick, the referee. Nick Patrick Harris. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you chopped him in the he throat. Good lord. Yeah. Oh, I chopped his spine. <laughs> we got ah, oh, we got to warm up for later. Oh, power bomb. Power bomb. Oh man. Like a bomb. Oof. That wasn't the Liger Bomb, because the Liger Bomb's got the underhooks on it when he does yeah, it, right? Yeah, because it's like the, um, isn't the Liger Bomb, yeah, it's it's like the Pro River Plunge. It's just a Tiger the, Bomb, right? The, yeah. yeah, the double underhook, yeah, power bomb. And then he runs, sometimes he runs to, towards the turnbuckles, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Old school freak. Dragon Runner. He almost kind of smacked his head on the mat there. Yeah, a little bit. He did. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Was it was like the first bomb? time they oh. did Nitro live. Yeah, it was the first episode of Nitro. Period. And period. It was, okay. and, and it was live. Very first episode. They had been doing like Saturday night, the whatever it was called, Shotgun Saturday Night, maybe I don't remember. But yeah. I know WCW had been doing mainly like a Saturday night show for a long time that was taped, and they just straight up said, "Hey, jeez, oh, man, you had superplexes, you had superplexes, Dragon Ranas, Tornado DDTs. Good lord." And the and the pace is just crazy in this match. I wonder show. what uh, what Jim Cornette would think about this match because this is a spot fest, if you ask me. It, it's a spot <laughs> fest, but you know what? There, there's a lot, all that intent to harm, though. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was a nice, a nice little sunset roll up. Yeah. And and can you believe it? A match ends with a roll up of doom there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, actually, was that a was that a sunset? No, it wasn't a sunset. That was an O'Connor roll, right? Oh, I don't want to go back and look again. I thought it was a sunset flip, but it might have been might have been an O'Connor roll. That uh, an O'Connor roll kind of sounds like something I, I'd eat downtown. Hey man, <laughs> at, at the sushi place. I'm pretty sure Jushin Liger ate it. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. They're gonna show it for us. Here's the highlights. For that backstage, look at the ring. Elbow right on the top of the head on that. Crossbody off the rope, dude. That that uh drop kick was pretty sick when he's coming off those. That ropes. drop kick was, I think, probably one of the best moves in this match. Oh, that's a that's not a victory roll. That's yeah, okay. Dude, let's stop talking about rolls, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. They have a Jushin Thunder Liger roll. A Jushin Thunder Liger roll? I don't know, but yeah. it, it needs to be made. There's oh, there's the stinger. Roll. Woo! There's the stinger, baby. His eyes were crazy as hell, man. Oh, yeah. Hate to disagree, Sting, but... You... <laughs> kind of stole it. Hard, like, just that sharpshooter much there. better than that, well, yeah, that Scorpion <laughs> Deathlock. Te- technically, the Scorpion Deathlock is a cloverleaf, not a sharpshooter. There's a there's a very subtle distinctive difference between the two. It's the way you cross the legs over that makes all the difference in the world. Mm. And also how well, you, how, much you, bend, how much you bend the back. And there's Hulk, sir. Yeah, there he is. Hulk selling selling Hulk Hogan's pizza there. Yeah. Man, he was so skinny in WCW. Well, it's because mm-hmm. he he lost all that weight, got off the roids. Yeah. He was probably only. Probably maybe 285, you think, here? 290? Because I know he was supposed to be like 323 when he was wrestling in WrestleMania. I don't even know if he looks that big, to be honest with you. 
I can see maybe like a 265, 275. I don't think he's any more than 280. That's probably Hulkaroo. the price of that pizza for a slice. <laughs> I got to use that. Halkaroo. <laughs> see, back then, nobody cared about calories, man. You just ate. Nah, you just ate whatever. Trans fat, baby. Jim, Jimmy Hart there, just, you know, he's got holding that belt yeah. up. Somebody's going to steal it. Yeah, trying to get on TV. <laughs> All those crowds in front of him. I would have done it. Hulkaroos. Look at that, that smile <laughs> that, that Bischoff has on his face right now. Yeah. He's going to make so much money right now. <laughs> Pasta mania. Pasta mania. That's great. Pasta maniacs, huh? Is that like Pastafarians? <laughs> I wonder. So now what do we got here? The United States Championship match. I don't remember this match. I don't remember this show. Well, I, I watched it, but it's been about a year. I started watching. So, so I decided to be dumb and started watching Raw Weekly. Nitro Weekly man. and WC and, and um, ECW TV. Yep, there it is. Flair, woo! I started watching all three shows weekly for the same week, and then watching all the pay per views in '95. So I'll tell you what, he really aged over the last twenty years. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, when, dude, when when, when you're great right now, when you're boozing every night and you're, you know. Doing all that stuff. Profiling, baby. Yeah, it's hard to look young. I guarantee that. Hey, guys, what, what number is your counter at? What number is my counter? Yeah, I'm uh, at 14, 21. Yep, 22, 22 23. Okay. I'm about two seconds behind you, but that's okay. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> i tell you what. That's just smart business to put it right there. All those people going up the elevator. Yep. I'm sure plenty of those people turned right back around and went back down and watched this. This yeah. thing, Damn, man. What, do you, what do you think of that outfit? Bret Hart is pink. Bret Hart is pink. This guy's in purple. Yeah. Uh, I call that Pepto Bismol. What a you know. Um, or like you I'm know. Surprised to opening the show, man. Like, you know, you know that grape. You know that grape bubble gum you used to get in the bags that Big League chew. That's, oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's 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 basically what his jacket looks like. That's the color <laughs> of his tights right now. Yeah. Rich yeah, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, right here, guys. Yep. Rich Fred looked hey, old when he was young. It, I, and I forgot. I didn't know this was. Oh, there he is. What there the hell is. is he doing here? What, so, what is Lex Luger doing here? So I, I won't lie to you. When I, when he I gave saw you that shirt, when I saw Why this, dressed up as Triple H. Yeah. When, <laughs> when I saw this, I freaked out in '95 because yeah. I was like, "What in the hell is he doing there?" Because I, you know, had no idea what was going on in wrestling and how all that stuff worked. He was but, eating uh, a pasta roux. Apparently, apparently the wrestlers apparently the wrestlers didn't know either, right? So he just showed up there. So like the the reaction of Sting and uh, yeah. Sting's and, like, what and the Rick hell? Are, are both that's legitimate. They didn't because they didn't know yeah. he was going to be there. Rick's like, I don't care. Let's wrestle. Yeah, he's like, Sting's just like, what? Just get he's trying job. to figure out like if this is a shooter. <laughs> well, well, he's like, he's like, what's my buddy doing over there? Because, you know, he didn't want to hire, like, right. Bischoff didn't want to hire Lex, but. Yeah. Oh. Or did he? Yeah. 
Woo! Here goes. It feels like, hurry up. I got to I gotta return these tights to uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. So this was before Crow Sting. So what did, you didn't call that the, the Crow back then. What did he call that? How? The, oh, when he did it? Yeah. Uh, You know, I don't know. This has been known as the Crow since. Oh, it yeah. looked like he might have grabbed Man. Rick's junk on that one. Did you see that? Good hey. Lord. Whatever you need to hold him up, I guess. Maybe that's why Sting's laughing. <laughs> he did it again because <laughs> he likes it. Oh, he got him again. He's definitely got yeah, a piece that's, of that's right there. Oh he's man, he's got a piece of cod. Right oh, take your hands off your mouth, man. <laughs> yeah. The Rolex wearing. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's the last funny. time I saw this thing was that. Oh, I say it's funny because everybody always, for some reason, I always thought of Sting as more of a technical wrestler. Never, not once was he ever like a really technical wrestler even in this style he's oh, more no. of a brawler speed wrestler yeah maybe because he used that submission i just always thought of him as being like a technical mat type guy oh no he was all he was yeah all, show, man. all brawl all the time the sad thing about this is that you saw sting right he jumped he had a good height hit him yeah. about the like the chest collarbone area last mm-hmm. time i saw sting sting throw a drop kick uh at rick flair it was almost like kind of it was almost like in the chest area again, but this time it was because his, his chest was sagging. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah, like, more, more like, like a, a section, uh, just above the belly button kind of thing. <laughs> a little eye poke. Oh, he's gonna wear him out. Oh. Woo! Just slap another one. Woo! I swear to God, and the third Rick, one. Ric Flair knows a punch. He knows a chest chop, and he knows how to do a knee drop and a figure four. That's that's every. And Rick, drop. That, that's every Ric Flair match. <laughs> oh. He's getting Sting fired up now. How are you going to no-sell him? Uh-oh. And well, I mean, you did tag with the Ultimate really Warrior. Yeah. Oh! Another one. I was saying, he's like, Man. come on. <laughs> Man, he's getting a handful every time he does yeah, he that, sure too. Is. It makes oh, me nice. wonder if Ray Flair wore a cup during this. I, I don't know. Some oh, kind still of, into the outside. Oh. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe it's I some hope, kind I of... I hope he did. Maybe some kind of rib or something on, on Ric Flair. He keeps grabbing his stuff. Mm. Yeah, Sting is not having that. Oh. oh, I poke. That'll work. That'll stop anybody. Oh, yeah. I poke. Oh. Where's the referee Jeez, on Man, this? how many times are we going to do one. a gorilla press? Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just shows the strength of him, though. Yeah. Going right through the middle Which rope. one? Rick, Rick or Sting? Both? <laughs> oh, his paint's coming off. Yeah, he's sweating underneath all those lights. It's got to be hot in there. Yeah. All those people oh, around, no ventilation. Splash. No effect. No, he misses it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, one arm. Bulldog. Oh, Bulldog. face crusher. Oh, man. Oh, nice elbow to the face. To the face. Take that for grabbing my junk. See, now, <laughs> now here, here's a classic example of ring psychology, right? So Rick's catching his breath here, and Sting's like, all right, hey, I'm going to milk this for a while. Um, let's go ahead and sell that a little bit. We're going to let Rick take a breather. He's, he's breathing heavy, so we're going to, you know, just just goes to add to the match, and you can extend it without having to be that, that blistering pace that the previous match was at. Although it was a great match, just these two guys don't need to wrestle that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I must say that that view from above, beautiful golden hair. 
Yeah, <laughs> both of them. And he, oh my gosh, it's a handful. <laughs> he does, he just has his joke, he's just grabbing it. Oh. Wow, bam, oh, he did not land right. He was landed right on his hip. Jesus. Yeah, how many slams were, oh, this is a, this is a gorilla press slam fest. Gorilla slam fest? <laughs> There's Arn Anderson. Man, well, Luger's gonna come oh, out here. I'm gonna come out here too. Look at that tracksuit, man. That was a nice attempt for a splash, but nobody home. Oh, I used to like Ric Flair's suplexes, man. They were nice. Yeah, yeah. so you can hold them up there a while. That's all back and strength, too. Oh, sting. Oh, this did, did did Bobby Heenan say just the tip? Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> wow. Hey, what man? You, you forget how agile Ric yeah. Flair used to be too. Well, and how fast Sting nice. was. Punches in the corner. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And ten for the money. Another monkey flip. Yep. Still talking about Lex Luger. They are. Yeah, I mean, the match. Thank that, you. That's obviously a big, you know, obviously it'd be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Lex coming out there. Yeah. Let's try, try to do something there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Through. Well, every time he goes to the top rope, it, it doesn't work out for him. So. <laughs> or gets married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hung up on the top rope. See, after all that, he just climbs down. He's like, I oh, hell with it. Yeah, <laughs> flips over. We oh, do a live double block there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. A little headlock take over right into the. This is hey, here we go. This is some good little reaction yeah, here. There we go. Yeah, say some chain wrestling going on. Oh, you don't see a backslide very often. Backslide. No, you don't. Even the bridge, the bridge up, you kind of don't see that mm. much. You see a lot more in the women, more than the mm -hmm. men. Yeah. That's what I was going to Yeah. Come on, Rip. Here it comes. Ooh. Wow, that's a big one. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That almost looked like it hurt Sting more than hurt Rick. Well, I probably had to protect him on the way down. I'll bet it did. Yeah. I banged his head or something. How is, Sting, how, how is Sting not breathing heavy, like, in the least? Like, look at him. He's not even Rich remotely State, tired. Because, I mean, earlier, Flair, you know, was, was breathing a little bit heavy, but shit, Sting is just... Yeah. I think, no, think Rick Flair I, mentioned that once, and right, in the Hall of Fame thing? Yeah, I think so. I just, you know, you, you always see people say that, but until you, like, actually see it. Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous cardio. Yep. Oh, he's turning it over already. Yeah. Now, I know uh, you're not a big uh, Lucha Underground fan, Wrath, but uh, Cedric, how much does Cage remind you of an older version of 1995 Sting? <coughs> Just that oh, machine-type mentality. He's, yeah. He's not, nearly, he's not nearly as athletic. Oh, match is over here. Ends in, is, what's going on? Oh, hey, Arn turning on Flair. 
Look at that body. 1960s. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Oh. That's the, that's oh, the original oh. dad bod right there. I was going to say mm-hmm. that. Look at, look at Flair. Just lets Arn just work him, too. Oh, yeah. shoot. He just slapped him in the face. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Dude, Arn's hitting it pretty, pretty stiff with those shots. Yeah. Wow. The best spine buster in the business. Yeah, no doubt. I don't care who it is. Although, Rocks was pretty good, but uh, Arn Anderson's spine buster is just... It's on another level. Is that, that big... Gerald Briscoe there on the outside? Uh, I'll say Watch there's Arn's a... walking away. Horace Hogan there. Oh, Horace Hogan. Man, that's a guy I haven't seen in a long time. No, that's not Horace Hogan. That's uh, oh, what the hell was his name? Um, oh, I say Horace Hogan wasn't that big, was nah, he? No, no, not quite. He was in this guy, um, Scott Norton. Okay. Yeah, Scott Norton. He was in. Yeah, I'm saying he's gonna come out and start talking some trash to Mom. Oh, the Macho Man, rest in peace. There he is. Oh man. He just said mother effer. <laughs> yeah. If you read his oh, yeah. lips, yeah, he absolutely did. Dig it. Dig it. I say dig it a lot. Yeah. I got it from Macho Man. Yeah, Scott Scott Norton was a monster in Japan. I mean, he was just an absolute. After he left WCW, he was just an absolute. I'm, I'm just a beast. Yeah. I tell you what, man. There, I don't <laughs> think there's <laughs> <laughs> my Macho doing the monkey dance up there. I don't know. If that's... <laughs> no, that's not Briscoe. I thought it was, but. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's the hair. Yeah, <laughs> the hair and the nose, and the old age. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though, even in that live little ringside back talk, Macho Man's got just excellent promo skills, man. Yep. Well, I mean, he always had one of the best times. Oh, here's Sabu. What a nice wow, I totally oh, forgot that he was in WCW. I completely forgot all about that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. The homicidal, suicidal genocide. I was saying, is this where they brought him out on the, sh- like they would bring him out on the stretcher with the Hannibal Lecter mask on? Or was that an ECW? I think that was ECW. I don't know if they ever did that. Like I said, I, f- I forgot that he was ever in WCW. That's a, that's a blast from the past right there, man. Man, can you believe we're 27 minutes in already? That's madness. This is wow. like, this episode's flown by. Mean Gene. Yeah, there he mean is. Mean Gene. Black I forgot they had wired mean microphones. Needs some high. <laughs> needs some hygiene. Look at that hair, man. It looks like it needs, he needs a good brush in there. Somebody should have helped him out in the back. His hair is all over the place. I think his hair has actually gotten less gray over the years. <laughs> That's because he, 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 he paints. That's because he's bald on top, but he got plugs on the side just to say he has hair. <laughs> he painted that stash with the Sharpie. Yeah. There's a main event coming up then. So, interesting. Um, I always forget that. You had uh, Ric Flair and Sting were in the first episode of Nitro, and they were also in the last episode of Nitro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sting in the Macho Man is Saturday night. Yep. 
Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl with War Games. Underrated, nice. by the way. I miss oh, War man. Games. Dude, if they brought War Games back to WWE, that would be ridiculous. Well, isn't that kind of what Elimin Elimination Chamber was kind of supposed to replicate in a way? Just with single wrestlers instead of tag teams? Well, yeah. instead of two teams of people. What I thought was interesting, oh. I watched one War Games where, you know, you, you can't end the match until everybody gets in, no matter how much punishment the guy takes. So I remember watching one, and they put Earthquake in there, and I'm like, how in the hell? Well, he wasn't Earthquake. I don't remember what he was in WCW, but it's like, how in the hell are you going to put him in the ring first and make him wrestle a good 20 minutes in there? <laughs> but, yeah, really. What well, was his name here? I remember IRS. Well, this is Mike, Mike Rotundo, but I don't know what they called Mike him. Rotundo. I don't know what they called him actually here. I'm listening to the promo. Yeah. Mr. Wall Street. Oh, Mr. Wall Street. <laughs> the IRS is going to be watching me run close. That's a double pun. Yeah. Michael Wall Street. I tell you what, I definitely see the resemblance of, uh, of Bo Dallas, but it's tough to see. Bray Wyatt in there. When Bray doesn't have his beard, you can really see it. Oh, Big Bubba. Wow. Boss man. Man, another rest in peace. Holy crap, guys. How many how many good wrestlers have passed away, man? So many. I saw a really cute photo the other day where uh, I guess his granddaughter was holding – she had a thing of one of his figures, and it said, when your granddaughter doesn't realize she's holding her grandfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was on like Twitter or something. I was following it. Man, I will say the production value of the show, pretty good for '95. Much better than Raw at this time. Raw's yeah. uh, production value and all that was was pretty crappy in '95. In fact, those shows in general were bad. Yeah, yeah, I was back still during the cartoon era. Yeah, I mean it was it was getting out of hand right around this time. '93 was pretty good. '95 was starting to go downhill, and then. Was it 96 or 97 that they transferred? It was 97, right? 97 is when NWO came over and changed everything, yeah. yeah. That darn title looks nice on Hogan. Yep, sure does. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can carry that title. That, that title looks... Well, that, some, some, yeah. some wrestlers look better with the title over their over their shoulder, yeah. but that, that title over the, around the waist, know. for some that, reason, always looked good on Hogan. That, that body looks pretty good on Hulk Hogan. I like, I, I like how everyone's <laughs> silent, right? It's, I'm just in awe, man. Like, how skinny this is. I was saying, yeah. he's, he's, this he's is a great looking here. Hulk. Well, I remember he was super skinny even when he was doing his Hollywood thing. Yeah. It's like he went on Nutrisystem or something. Yeah, this is when he wasn't afraid. When he wasn't afraid of showing the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah, that iconic horseshoe. The whole he will not, he yeah. will not take that bandana off now. What, what I love is look how freaking long his hair is with no hair on top. Yeah. I'm like yeah, Paul Heyman. Kind of still looks like a yeah yeah. There you go. Crowd's going crazy. Oh. I love how he bleached his mustache, but not his eyebrows. 
Dude, well, that is some pretty good commentary for back then, too. So, his shirt's coming off already, I see. Um, yep. I'm, I'm the boss, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, those, suspenders, those suspenders got a hard job. Yeah. Oh, dang, dang. Whoa, he just about broke the ropes there. So, is I the only one who just... Forgot that Boss Man was in WCW. No, because <laughs> I had no, I had no memory of it until I watched this episode and was like, "Oh crap! I didn't even, I forgot he was even in WCW." You don't see this anymore either. The the whole the strength thing, the, 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 the Greco Roman knuckle lock. Yeah, Roman knuckle. There you go. Cold punches there in the corner. And a big old splash. Oh, man. I say he was never a, a Bam Bam Bigelow type athlete, but Boss Man could definitely move. What did they call him at the beginning of this match? Big Bubba, was it? Big Bubba? Big Bubba was his name. Okay. Oh, nice. um, you know, it's, it's funny because... Um, Bossman might have had the fastest hands I've ever seen for a big guy. Yeah. Butterbean aside. Nah, nah Butterbean wasn't fast. He just knocked you the hell out. Yeah, true enough. Oh, nice thump to the eye. Always stops up. Yeah, I'll stop anybody, like Jesse Ventura yep. used to say. Yeah. You know, it's funny watching this match right after Sting versus Flair. Hogan and Sting really had a very, very similar kind of style. I mean, obviously Sting could lift Ric Flair a lot easier than Hulk could probably lift a bub, Big Bubba here, but as far as just the mannerisms and like in-ring character, a lot of similarities there. That's all I know. Commentary is talking about Kamala. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hogan sucks. You saw that? Hogan yeah, is yeah. a wimp. I would say that's, right when all, that's when all this stuff started, probably, you know, where his whole gimmick started to turn. Mm-hmm. You saw how, how Big Bubba just stayed there just for a moment. <laughs> Watching the John Cena 20 years ago. Oh, shoot. What's up? What's that, ref? What touched the locks? Oh, because Hulk was, yeah, he's getting a lot of control. Yeah, but who who the hell is that referee? Right. Think he is? Well, here it goes. He's just doing his damn job. Oh goodness! Oh, big boss. Man, there's a lot of weight coming down on you, man. There he goes again. Does, oh, Baron, no. does Baron Corbin do something similar that he goes down the, the ropes like that? Yeah, he does. And yeah, and he just gives him a little slap. Big old roundhouse right. Mm-hmm. I think they call that a haymaker now, right? Well, it was always called a haymaker, I think. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Thank you channeling. I'm trying to channel my inner gorilla monsoon. <laughs> this to the face. Tell you what, man. Look at those pants on Jimmy Hart. Mm. Yeah, I was saying it was just as nice as the jacket. Although, you know what's funny about Hogan? You ever, you ever notice how... 
Hogan uses a lot of heelish tactics. And oh, yeah. People don't really like, – because he used to do that back scratch thing that he would Gosh, do. Where, man, look at that clothesline. Yeah. Man, look at mm-hmm. that cell that he had right there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> freaking whiplash oh. mode right there. I was like, boss man will oversell like crazy too. But yeah. uh, see, look, he just raked him in the face. Hulk's totally a villain. I think one of those, as long as you're doing it to the bad guy, it's good, you know. This was the 90s. Dolph Ziggler elbow-like. You would catch Bret Hart. Said Dolph Ziggler like was that. not even around at the time. Yeah. Oh, ouch. That always looked painful. Yeah, and there's another heel with the freaking boot. I mean, yeah, really, if you, if you didn't know Hulk Hogan was the man back then, and like you weren't a wrestling fan and you watched this, you'd probably be rooting for Big Bubba because he's the one kind of getting the business given to him. Yeah. Nice phantom knees to the midsection. Um, so no, my, nothing my, phantom about my youngest now. didn't know who Hulk Hogan was. And so the first time he saw him, he called him Yellow Grandpa. Yellow Grandpa? I, I believe that. Yep. <laughs> Holding gramps. <laughs> With other little bears. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There goes another splash. Oh, oh he misses him. I mean, you really haven't seen a lot of real big moves oh. from Hogan yet. In this no. Match. And boom, sidewalk slam. That was a. That was almost a scrap buster. Oh, there you go. Oh, hulking up. Yep. It becomes invincible. I'm glad they don't do this kind of stuff anymore. Well, to this extent. You don't like when Hulk hulking up? I love that, dude. I mark mark out for it all the time. With Hulk doing it, it's great. I mean, this is awesome. But I love to... I don't think anybody else can pull it off anymore. I, I used to love, I used to love Tatanka. Big boom, big boom. I used to love Tatanka when he'd get into like his his dance mode and he'd be dancing around. Mm-hmm. Or Ultimate Warrior when he'd be impervious to pain. I used to love that. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying as like as far as the uh, the way that the kind of era has turned now, I think it would be weird to see somebody just no sell punches after punches. I could see a couple like a couple guys maybe like I could still see Kane. No selling stuff like Demon yeah, Kane. Yeah, like Yeah, Demon Kane. Yeah, maybe even Ryback to an extent, but I mean, if he ever comes back. Oh nope! Oh, oh it's a Dungeon of Doom. Ooh, there's Kamala. Sullivan. Oh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, he went by. Hey, that's not Brutus Beefcake. That's the uh, oh, what the, what the hell? What the hell? Earthquake and Typhoon. Yeah, there's earthquake. Let's look at Clearinghouse. Well, seriously, though, I mean, did he go and just buy that from Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Ruffle shirt and all. <laughs> what are you doing here? Did you not see him come out earlier, Hope? He's like, I'm showing you what, what your hair would look like if you had more hair on the top. Yeah. <laughs> and Macho Man and Sting. The Zodiac. That's what, that's what I was trying to think this whole time of, of what the hell Beefcake called himself. I'll be the brain for president. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. He's got the brain. 
Randy Savage yeah. just see just animated hand motions. I know you saw that for no reason. This is how you this is how you sell tickets and get people watching every week right here. For the NWO, one of the biggest one of the biggest surprise entrances, man. That's nice. Not the NW, the outsiders. Awesome. Good way to close it out, too. Like, yeah, people who really paid attention to wrestling back then were probably just marking out like crazy out there. And I actually watched this fall brawl, um, and it, it wasn't terrible. Uh-uh. So many names, man. Look at this. This is crazy. Well, it makes muscular sense how, dystrophy. It, it makes sense how they were beating WWF at the time because look at the, oh, look yeah. at the star power they had in WCW. Mm-hmm. Now the wrestling style was slightly different, and I wasn't used to that. But yeah, mm-hmm. come back from commercial break. They're still arguing. Here's me and Jane to be mediator. The only world heavyweight champion. That's a good line. Yep. Really legitimizes the company. I've been where you've been. No, you haven't. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. I like how he says, I'm tired of playing around with kids. And that's just a yeah. huge this shot. This is where the big WWF. boys play. Yeah, that's where they got it. Lex Luger was not wrestling five years from now when he said that. Forever and a day. Taking jabs at WWF. Crazy. Oh, yeah. He's a good promote. He's a good promo right now. Hey, I was going to say, not only that, but, like, they're, they're really making you they're, they're really making you want to watch this product. They've legitimized their title. You got some storyline going on. Macho Man keeps, keeps licking his chops back there. Maybe he just... Did some coke before he came out. I'm not sure. Hey, man. All I know is I want that beanie. He looks pretty laser focused. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. And, and Sting's just nodding his head. There's your tune in there. Yep. What a great way to end a show. Title on the line next Monday. Oh, 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 there you go. And there they go. I, I, I watch these things, man, and, and as as big of a fan as I am with WWE and everything, I just, I just wonder if we can really have a day where we have this kind of star power again. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's crazy. What in the world is Mongo holding? <laughs> That's his. That's his puppy. Demon, demon Chihuahua. That Chihuahua is smiling, and it is evil. 
<laughs> Dungeon of Doom, baby. He's talking to the dog. He's not even talking to Bobby or Eric. Wow. I love Bobby as a commentator, man. Yeah, me too. He's a better... He might have been a better commentator than he was a manager, but he was a great manager. Yeah, that's, All right. that's a tough one. Hey, yeah, there that, we go. That's the end of it right that's there. So that was a very, very, very fast 45 minutes of time. Um, I yeah, it did not feel like 45 minutes at all. From beginning to end. So what you guys? What did you guys think of the opening episode of Nitro? I'll let you go first, Edric. Man, that's that's the way. Thanks, brother. That, that, that's the way to to start, man. That's that's just like like how how Stanley was saying. You know, the first match was really fast paced, so that's what you are into. Off the bat, like it, it's attractive. Then you had a slower paced fights with Ric Flair and Sting. Even Hogan and Big Bubba, they were a little bit slower pace, but you still had some good good action. And then definitely <coughs> a promo, like you guys were saying, you know, it's 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 amazing seeing Lex throw all those jabs to, to the WWF at the time. And then Hogan did the same thing, knowing that Hogan was one of the bigger stars that WWF had moving to WCW. And then at the end, you know, hey, pay-per-view worthy match. For free on the next episode of Monday Night Nitro, of course I'm gonna watch. So yeah, it's a really good way to start. And then, like you guys said, at the mall, for free, those guys made who, who knows how many thousands of, of fans just right there on the spot. Yeah, and I mean, wrestling wasn't huge at that time, but Hulk Hogan was. So I mean, if you had an opportunity to sure. to see Hulk Hogan at that time, I mean, that's just nuts. Like. That's like oh, when I got three? to I got to go to a, a nitro show in this is ninety eight or ninety nine and uh Bret Hart wrestled on that show and just being able to like have watched him wrestle one time I was so stoked. So I couldn't even imagine being you know, back in ninety five when Hulk was in his still in his prime. We're talking Bret Hart the end of his career, so yeah, yeah. I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine. All yeah, right. man, they they really sold that that uh that was a great way to start off the show. He just like Cedric said, you know that fast paced cruiserweight style, to really drawing the fans like what's what is going on down there. Then you have the uh the more I I want to say as we discussed during that uh during that you know Sting really wasn't the uh, the most technical, but you saw had Ric Flair in there. People like the older crowd knew who Ric Flair was, and then you have the star power of Hulk Hogan, where everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. So that was that was great. Yeah, but but uh, but Ric Flair never drew a dime, right? Isn't it? Wasn't wasn't that what what uh, Eric Bischoff said the one time? Anyway, yeah, yeah. He actually <laughs> spent all the times. Got to pay for this limousine somehow, right? Yeah, no doubt. All right, so um, so that was great, guys. We might have to do that again sometime. That was uh, that that went by just extraordinarily fast. I didn't believe it. It was fun. Hearing your guys' thoughts as the as the program progressed too, so um, you guys ready to uh, to flip the switch and and put your uh, potential commentary hats on? Uh, I'll try to do my best. <laughs> so welcome back to Jobbers Court. So we want to kind of take you uh, into into our minds as we kind of live a little bit of a dream of ours. We're gonna call some commentary here. Uh, 
for a match. So if you guys want to follow along with us, we are still in 1995, uh, the Great American Bash. We're going to be doing commentary for a match that pits Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Once again, um, if you we're going to be starting at 2 hours, 9 minutes, and 15 seconds into this pay-per-view. So I'd pause the podcast now, get yourself ready, and then uh, when I say 3, 2, 1, play, which I'm about to do. Don't hit the button yet. I didn't really say play. Just kidding. So, um, But uh, when I say 3, 2, 1, play, we're going to go ahead and, and get started, and then we'll we'll do our introductions as commentators. So... You guys ready? Rock and roll, baby. All right. So, in three, two, one, play. Hello and welcome. I'm the Rasquatch, Robert Rath. I'm going to be doing uh, the head of commentary today. I got my broadcast partners. Who are you guys? Mr. Houck standing here. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited for this match. The great one. The beautiful Ric Flair coming up against this bozo walking out. I mean, just look at this guy, Randy Savage. Can you believe this guy? What what the heck is on his arms? What in the world is going on here? I don't, I don't, and I don't know. You got me right here. You got the wise with our wrestling. Woo! Not trying to be like Ric Flair. More like the Randy Macho Man Savage. What he's got is his arm. He's got Flair in a headlock. Wow. So I got to stop you right there, because why would you not want to be Ric Flair, man? The guy's got Rolexes. He's got limousines. He's got beautiful women all around him at all times. Just look at the guy right there. Beautiful suit. The guy's just gorgeous, man. Why would you not want to be Ric Flair? Well, I think that the, the, the main thing between this is you can just see the, the intensity of this rivalry already. Um, Rick just, just sitting to the side. You got Macho and, and Hulk here scheming scheming something in the back. But um, what's your what's your problem with Randy? You know, Randy, look at him right there, just right there in general. He's got Earthquake down there on his knees and just beating him, beating him. And then right here, is that Jimmy Snooker? Who is that attacking him? That's whoever Rick. that is, man. Is that is Ric Flair. Oh, my gosh, look at him. You know, a hero in disguise coming Jim, in to rescue. You know, it's just like, Jim, like Superman jumping out of the telephone booth. Jimmy Snooker, really? All right. Hey, here's the long black hair, man. <laughs> okay. I, I just can't Jimmy stand this. Snook. This Randy Savage guy, man, is so fake. Uh, well, he's the face of the company, though. You know, you got you got Randy, you got Hulk. Where is Hulk? You know, he should be out there helping out Randy right now. But um, uh, but Rand- Hulk right there. Oh, no, wait a minute. Was, I mean, he can't even he can't even compete with Ric Flair, man. And Thus, it, there is. Is what is this Hulk guy? Right there, he's getting beat up. He's oh, got to be. Hulk. He's got to be seventy. That he's he's beaten up. A, he's he's gonna get arrested for beating up the elderly. Hey, um, you just wish that you were 70 years old and you can do what Rick Flair's doing right now. That's a Rick was 70 right there. <laughs> oh, come on, Arn. And you, and then, this is uncalled for is what this is. This is not uh, wrestling. This is this, this guy, is beating up an old man. This guy jumped into a wrestling ring, a professional ring, and he had no business belonging there. Rick Flair gave him exactly what he deserved for stepping out of his bounds. Oh, uh, he's getting – now Rick Flair's getting what he deserves. And so is Arn – so yeah, everybody else. Rick Flair. Look at that! Look at that stud, Alex Wright, right there. Randy trying to, you know, impart some wisdom on that young man. He's gonna, he's gonna impart something, all right. Well, you know, Randy, Randy may have some wisdom here, but uh, Rick Flair is the wisest man that ever stepped in that ring. 
He's, he's going to teach Randy he, Savage a few things tonight. He, he's not as wise as the wise old dollar wrestling, though. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out where you got your degree from. I haven't stepped into the ring yet, but I am the wisest to have not stepped into a ring. So, what make what makes this match mean even more is it's for the United States Heavyweight Title. These guys have battled out in a tournament to get to this point to to even get to the point where they could they could wrestle for that title. Um, obviously, gonna gonna close this this pay per view today. So, um, definitely means a lot to either one of these guys to even be here. And here comes Randy. Uh, let's see what this Bozo has to say right now. I mean, the guy is always hyped up. He is always spouting off nonsense. What does what he got to say? Well, I got I got goosebumps now. I'm waiting this match. I gotta be honest with you, man. That was that was all intensity right there. Nobody more intense than the Macho Man. I mean, Gene looks impressed. Just like he wants to fall sideways, but he's just, he's holding on. <laughs> Be the mic. That was a good one, man. And the man, the Macho Man, just full of intensity. Look at, look at that. That that pose is like surprise. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I just love it. All right, it's time for everybody to shut up and watch greatness enter this arena. Rick Flair, everybody. Well, that wasn't very nice. Oh. Hey, I said it's time to be quiet. Look at this guy. The guy is just screams ability, man. The, the guy is a superstar. The guy is a walking living. Legend, I mean, just class all around. You, I thought you, I thought you, you told us, I thought you told us to be quiet. Uh, that's right. So be quiet. All right. <laughs> Ric Flair. You know, Cedric, I bet that robe costs more than you make in five years. I, I bet that costs more than you make in fifty years. That robe costs more than your house does. That's what Rick would say. And. uh you know what? You probably had like five houses before you could afford that robe. That, that's just how much of a superstar and how much of a man Ric Flair is. And who 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 better to represent the United States than Ric Flair? I mean, come on. Yeah, of course. He's paying child support for how many? I don't know, but this this, this crowd yeah, is that's, geeked. That's beside the point. He can afford it. The hmm. crowd is geeked. They're ready for Randy. Waiting. Where is he? We just saw him. 
Yeah, he decided not to mess. show up. Like he's scared of Ric Flair, man. Just, you want him even more. I don't really think Macho Man's scared of anything. Well, where is he? He hasn't shown up yet. In Ohio. Ric Flair's in the ring. He's ready to go, man. He has to go out. See? He's, he's scared, yeah, man. There he, he is. is. There. Oh, it's... there he is. I guess he did decide to oh, show oh, oh. up. He had to get some extra oil on on the front there. Got a little bit scared there, but... I hope the re- referee checks him to make sure that's that's uh, legal oil there and so Ric Flair can get a proper grip on him when he tries to drop in that figure four later tonight. I don't see how that, that would affect his legs. Well, well you got to get him down up. on the ground. You're, you're arguing semantics here. you got to come to the point here. There's, Angel, there, there's legend Angelo Poffo. I guess he does what, know where his father is. What a, that's, uh, that's a what a great moment this is for all of us to get to see a legend like that come to the ring. And that just goes to show you, you know, Rick Rick tried to do a number on him, and he's still still making it to the ring. He wasn't going to miss this. Well, like I said, he had no business being in that ring. He's an old man. So is Rick. Which makes it even worse that Rick beats him up, don't you think? No, like I said, he had no business jumping in that ring. Ric Flair is a professional athlete, and he had to do everything he could to protect himself. And sometimes when you're protecting yourself, the best offense is a better defense. Or the best defense is a better offense. That's what I meant to say. Somebody's been drinking on the job. Well, Hooter. Beautiful Hooters girl going to come over and take take Randy Savage's gear. Yeah, it's because unlike Ric Flair, Randy Savage couldn't afford a high-class lady. Oh, wow. Huh. I apologize to our sponsor, Hooters, for the uh, for WCW here. Great American Bash Look 95. Randy Savage isn't even waiting for the bell before he goes and attacks him. you got to at least give the man time to react. There you go, just like Ric Flair. There you go. Those react beautiful that chops into the face. Well, we got we got these guys jumping out the gate already. Uh, Randy's just on on fire here on Rick. Big elbow in the corner, and up huge body drop. Momentum already oh, on man, Randy's side. What, it is oh. not looking good for Ric Flair, but you know what? I have faith. Ric Flair is just going to step outside. See, he's stepping outside the ring, and he's going to he's going to take his time, catch his breath. What is he doing? Oh, uh-oh. Holy moly. He's picking Rick up off the ground now. You can see the intensity in Macho Man's face. He's ready for this match. Oh, and of course, like thumb to the eye. an unfair advantage. Okay, there you go. He's sep- you guys got to give him some separation. You know, see, look at that. The crowd loves Ric Flair. Who doesn't love Ric Flair, man? I know who. Macho Man. <laughs> huh. Oh. Well, I mean, after you beat up a man's dad, I can only imagine, you know, just the heat, the intensity. It's got to be there. He's got to be ready. Rick's going to have to weather this storm. Oh! And just like that, just like the true professional he is, the pure wrestler he is, he, he has a reversal for everything. Driving! The pure wrestler. Reversing into the, into the corner there. You can see Rick's trying to gather himself here, um, breaking the count. He rolls back into the ring, breaks the count. 
And how smart of this is a Ric Flair using the entire environment think, to his advantage? I think that guy went up for a kiss. I'm just me. Maybe. Oh. Hey, man. Who wouldn't want to kiss Ric Flair? The man is beautiful. Look at that right hand. Nobody delivered the right hand. He's a kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing son of a gun. Oh. Just hitting yeah, Randy from right behind. Beautiful. Beautiful axe handle. Perfectly executed by Ric Flair. Also now he's just going to just put in the boots to face the Macho Man. He's just watching outside. There's children present. Oh, hey, it's, it's like Rick always says. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And you can't beat the man when you're laying on the ground. No, that's true. But you, you also can't win the match out on the floor. you got to get him back in the ring, which is that finally, you know, he, he gets him back in there. And this, this match can get back to where it needs to be between the ropes. Are you, are you, are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me, Rath? That Ric Flair can't beat Macho Man inside the ropes. The guy is a pure technician. Look at those chops. Oh, oh. Oh, look at look at that very legal close fist to the face, huh? Well, the even the, there, the referee scolded him. You know, doing his job. New Randy may have one punch, but for every one punch, Ric Flair has got three or four of them coming back, and he's gives him the snap there. Mister Poffle looking on, looks concerned for his son. Huge knee drop. And you know what? He should be con- concerned for his son. Because Ric Flair is about to just make him look silly. Look like a little child compared to the experience and wisdom that Ric Flair has in that ring. I think his dad just was telling him something. I couldn't hear what he said. But uh, Ric Flair now trying, you, to, trying to goad him in there. And I tell him, I love you, son, but, but you need to give up. You're no match for Ric Flair. Oh, pull of the hair there by Rick. Oh, 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 look at the suplex. I don't know where. Oh, not yet. I don't think Randy knows exactly where he is. Oh, there he's starting to get that, starting to fire in. You know what the good thing is? He knows where Rick is at the end of his fist. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you're in a match. You've, you've, you've raised the ire of Randy Savage as he just starts teeing off with lefts and rights. And Ric Flair goes down, and look at that—he's using the ropes with aggression. What, what kind of child can root for Randy Savage when he's? Clearly breaking the rules right there. I have to partially agree with you there, Hawkster. The uh, it's 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 tough to see, you know, when he, but he is using the, the the five count. But I think he, this is just he respects the rules. I think Randy's so emotional, you know, over over the way this match has been and everything that happened with uh, with Mister Poffo. Um, you you can you can imagine there's some bad blood here, and he's out to hurt Ric Flair. Well, I can only imagine that Ric Flair doesn't want to win this match. By disqualification. I mean, of course he'll take it because a win's a win, and he's going to be the United States champion. But uh, but Randy Savage, man, the guy is just a pure bad guy, cheating, just li- deliberately cheating here. The referee needs to step in, pull him off there, or disqualify him, and just give the belt to Ric Flair here. Well, this, looks like this is look at that. Rick's on the ropes. Why is the ref not breaking the count here? Come on. Oh, one of the best at doing that. Ouch! Jeez, right into that, right into that steel barricade. Another attack from behind. Yeah. Now, I guess you're going to say here that it's okay for, for Randy Savage to do that, but when Ric Flair was doing it, you were crying foul. Yeah. What do you got to say about that? I would say he's returning the favor. I would say I love return him. Ric Flair's about to return <laughs> the favor by returning him to the ring. Oh, he's going to the oh, top. Oh, big mistake. Oh, there you go. We don't normally see him up top. But, oh, Oh, watch out, Rick! I think I think that's oh! a sign. 
I think that's a sign that Ric Flair is starting to get a little desperate in this match. Uh, I don't know. He's just trying to give the crowd a good show. But look at this. Oh, man. Ric Flair just doesn't have a chance right now. He's just being thrown into the ring. And again, pin to the corner. Pin to the corner. Got to oh, get him out of that corner, over. ref. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh. He got him over the corner uh, to the outside. Oh, oh come on. See, not really? This is just uncalled for. Well, well what did Mr. Poffo do there? What did he do there? He didn't do anything. Oh, oh you're, you're not watching the same screen right that I am Poffo stood up, cane in hand. He was ready to attack Ric Flair. Again, Ric Flair had to defend himself. See, now the referee is doing his damn job. He's stepping in there and getting in between him and Poffo. That's... Macho was just enjoying the miracle of Poffo standing up. Let him enjoy it. <laughs> hey, hey, you can't make me laugh. That's not what we... <laughs> All right, so we've got... Oh, there is... Oh, my goodness. Oh, the come on. Beautiful oh, really? knee breaker right on top of the barricade. That's what you call using every bit of the arena to your advantage. Smart, smart wrestling. And that's why Ric Flair will be always a living legend. I cannot until disagree. Until the day, unfortunately, he passes away. But this I, man is just so smart in everything he does. I cannot disagree with you on how intelligent that move was. Maybe less than savory, um, perhaps using the the barricade in such a way. But definitely I nobody, intelligent. I guess nobody told the ref that this was not a, a no DQ match. But continue. Well, he's letting them be lenient, I, and I guess in this instance it kind of makes sense. This is a title, you know, it's a for for a prestigious title, and uh, you you kind of want to win her, and you you don't want to end it that way. Got to give the crowd Maybe even want. more. Pres- Made even more prestigious by Kalisto. Let me just remind everybody that. Jeez, <laughs> oh, another gotta, chop block. Oh, man, that, that chop block is just so beautiful. You know, when he can't get him up high, he goes down low. Nobody does multiple levels better than Ric Flair. Woo! And now look at this. He's setting him up for a figure four. No, he's going for the knee. He's oh, going for the knee. He's wearing him down. Oh, well, I can I can tell you that's not so much for your knee, but for your hamstrings. Just imagine the stretching and the tearing that's going on. You could put somebody's you could you could tear somebody's hamstring real easy with a move like that. And just like Ric Flair, just classic. Oh, oh my gosh, I think I saw a little Rick. I think I just saw a little Rick. I'm just letting everybody know. Don't pause it. Oh, every woman in the crowd's going wild now. Randy Savage is that's literally fighting. For his livelihood here, Ric Flair has been trying to hurt him this entire match, and not just hurt in a method of you to to pin to pin someone or submit someone, but to put By them the out of really commission. Right? And that just shows you the intelligence behind Ric Flair with everything he does. I mean, sure, he may have a few moments where you know Randy Savage may catch him off guard, but the legs of Randy Savage are getting taken apart piece by piece. And eventually, he's not going to be able to stand up. I was going to say take a break, Macho, but I think after the whole piece-by-piece piece comment, no, don't uh, take uh, the break. Here we go. He's going to break. Figure four. It's over. It's over. Oh. Come on, Randy. You know you're going to tap right in front of your father. Come on, show him what kind of a man you are. No. Tap, tap, tap. Randy Savage will not tap out, but, oh, of course, Ric Flair using the ropes. Randy's trying to tell him. Ah, Benjamin Stark standing saying, "Oh, he's he's just he just saw, he just saw the right, right move." So let's he's saying, "I quit." Stop this is that's not quitting. How does this how does this happen? How does the referee not see the not not see the rope? That's because the referee is doing his job. Randy Savage is laying 
right flat on the mat. He's got to be counting that pinfall. Why he's not counting right now, I don't even know. He's doing the job he got paid for by Rick. Oh, you know, it's it seems, not, how it's, dare you? It's how dare you accuse Rick Flair of paying off a referee? He is a legitimate man. A just legitimate sportsman. Just think of the pressure Randy Savage has, though. He's here. His dad's here. He's trying not to submit right now. I couldn't even imagine being being in this position. He needs hey, to get he, in order, he needs to get this figure four turned over though. Otherwise, this match is going to end fairly quick. That's easier said than done. Outstanding. That, that's that's the one thing that none of his ex-wife has have ever accused him of pain. <laughs> hey, if you can't handle the man, you shouldn't be with the man. Woo. So. Oh, there he is. Got it turned over. Now the pressure is reversed back onto Ric Flair's leg. And uh, hey, now Ric Flair's got to reach out for that rope. He's got to break this or flip him back over. That's got to be so painful. But unfortunately, I think the damage may have already been done. You see Randy barely able to stand, although still putting in some good punches there from the bottom. Even, even with one leg, that man can, can beat the crap out of you. Well, only time will tell here. But he's oh, having a hard and then just right leg. back to the leg. Any time Randy Savage tries to gain any type of momentum, Ric Flair just grounds him. He just grinds you out as a wrestler. It's like I've been telling you this whole match. The guy is so much smarter, and now he's going back up to the top rope. Ah, I hope nothing oh, bad happens here. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no! Randy oh, moved oh, just in time, but oh. Now it's just going to turn into a turn into a slugfest here. Randy Savage seems unfazed by those punches, but so does Ric Flair. Back and forth they're going. Come on, Randy. I got to say, on. Randy Savage is not a man I would want to go hit for hit with. But Ric Flair, he's still on his feet. Oh. Give the jungle. Oh. And again, he's Flair still on his feet. Look at that. Just beautiful agility by Ric Flair. And you and wish. to the face. Good job. Flair for the third time. Tried to go high risk here. I think he just needs to keep his feet on the ground. I think he, he thinks that he might need to hit a big move like that to beat Randy. And his bag. There you go. Come on, Randy. Oh, Randy going up top for that big elbow drop. You got a big high stakes match here. You got to pull everything out of the hat to get that title. There he goes. There well, Randy up does top. Better. Oh, oh, Randy's bleeding. Big oh, elbow. Nice elbow. One, two. Oh, and there's the elbow. Why? Randy, you gotta you gotta pin him. You gotta beat yeah, him. And that just mistake. shows you how foolish Randy and why he's gonna lose this match. Because that he just he had the match won and like an idiot, like a stupid idiot, he he picks him up and just walks out of the ring. Now look at him. he's going back to his won, cheating ways. No, he wants to Randy. He wants to hurt Ric Flair. I think at this point Randy has, has given up on wanting to win that title and he just wants to hurt Ric Flair. Either that or he wants to ring the bell. He That was his dream, just ring the bell. See, all that blood Rick gushing Flair's in bell. Randy's face. He knows he can't beat Ric Flair. He's got to take measures into his own hands, and he's going to get disqualified and lose this match. Oh, Randy. How foolish. Randy try, to go, try to go back up top again. This time, though, Rick rolling out of the ring. Randy Eyes. up top. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So smart of Ric Flair to move out of the way. He saw it. With the, out of the corner of his eye, and with the lightning fast speed that Ric Flair has, Randy, jumps out of the last second. Randy may be cut on his cheek area, and Rick's going to target that now, seeing the blood coming out. Such a smart move, just hammering away, hammering away. Rick, Randy Savage just doesn't have any breath left in him. 
Well, I mean, what's Rick he supposed to do? He just got the wind. He just got the wind knocked out of him, and now he's got another man punching him in the face. So he's he's got to take a breather here. But Rick keeps breaking the count. Now, why is the ref so concerned about a man that's gonna take him like two weeks just to get to where Ric Flair and Macho Man's at? Come on now. Come well, on, the man's Good got job. a weapon in his hand with that cane. You don't know what he's gonna do with that cane. I don't know what he's gonna do with that. Look, cane. He, he's not Freddie Blassie. Like he's not Freddie Blassie. It's not like he's gonna blast him with it. Oh, oh. Oh, well, <laughs> he's not going to blast his Look at that. The referee needs to disqualify oh, and instantly award Ric Flair for match here. That is a classic, classic example of cheating. Why have you not called this match over? This match is already over. Ric Flair should be declared the winner and the new champion right now. What are you well, doing, referee? Well, now now Rick has, has a cane, though, in the ring. And uh, referee doesn't seem to be paying any attention. Oh my oh, goodness! Ah, Jose Canseco will be proud. Good night. Hey, well, it's like you said earlier. Turnabout is fair play. That cane was used against him. Now he's using it to pick up the win. And ladies I, and gentlemen, right there, this, your winner. This is a tragedy that the title has to uh, test change hands in such a way, though. No decisive winner in this one without interference. Without uh, without any assistance, Ric Flair did not beat Randy Savage. He hit him with a cane, an illegal foreign object, to win this match. You're crazy. We, we we witnessed it just a few seconds ago, just a few minutes ago. Randy Savage was laying lifeless in a bloody heap on the side of the ring. He couldn't have done anything to come back from that. And what's worse is Angelo there. He needs to get he needs to get his cane back, and now he's taking it from him. How you know he can't can't even stand up and move around. He's getting what he deserves for trying to attack Ric Flair, your new United States champion. I must say I feel bad for for Randy Savage, but a, a heartfelt moment here with him and his father as he takes his moment. takes his hand. Man, I want to see the replay of that for sure when he hits him with that cane because I just want everybody that's watching at home to understand that this is this is how the title changes hands. Randy Savage did not submit. Randy Savage was was pinned, but he wasn't he wasn't pinned legally. This win really means nothing for Ric Flair. And all as it does meaningful, is, I was gonna say as meaningful as it was to have his dad there, unfortunately that was the distraction that was the downfall. That and the cane. I think I think Randy I think Randy went too had a little bit too much emotion going into this match. I think he he really was too too worried about oh here's the replay. Turns around and oh my goodness. Oh, I my mean he, and he the clobbered him with the end of that, right right in the side of his neck. Um, nobody gets up from that. I don't care who you are. I'll tell you what, if Rick Flair is such a great athlete that if he wanted to, he could be a dual sport athlete. Go play in the Major League Baseball, and he'd be hitting home runs left and right with a swing like that. Just, just beautiful. Hey, and again, you know this this Pumble. match this match was a home run, but this match was definitely a home run, and it'll be marked as a home run win for Ric Flair, your new United States champion. It just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, you come to a match with every advantage you can possibly think of, except for wrestling ability. He came in there with his father with a weapon in hand and still couldn't get the job done against Rick Flair. This is sickening. It does make me it does make me ill, Cedric, that uh you know, he had to lose in, in such a manner. But 
should open up an opportunity for Randy down the road, though, to challenge for a rematch. So, I'm just telling you that I hope. That is how uh, that is how Great American Bash is is going to end, and uh, we hope that you've in, enjoyed our uh, our commentary on this match, guys. How did you feel going through that match, doing commentary as opposed to watching it the way you would just watch it normally? It was tough, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I thought it, 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 I'd be doing a lot more play-by-play, but I really enjoyed your play-by-play. Uh, kind of really breaking it down and being a, a moderator between us. Uh, that uh, that was different. Uh, it was very different. Yeah, well, if we ever did... too much moderating. <laughs> there wasn't too much moderating to do, man. I just did, I really didn't know what to say. I, I was trying to do my my best, Brian Saxton. <laughs> thinking, thinking about what what, what would he or... say? What would he say? I'm nah, I think I did more of a Corey Graves in his first. In his first episode on Raw, then, then I did a Brian Sexton. So <laughs> that's so funny because that's how I felt too. But yeah, he, yeah, he, he picked it up on this last episode. I liked it a lot. But uh, oh, for sure, yeah. But I will say, if, if we decide to do that again, guys, uh, we'll we'll reverse roles and we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll get uh, someone else doing play by play. That's the that's the the golden part about about commentary and, and doing those types of things that that I really enjoy is. As a play-by-play analyst, my whole job is to call the action, to try to try to emit that uh, the the crowd into the match by building building the match through the stakes and through that, and just making the you know the people watching the event feel for the match. You guys doing the color aspect of it, that's where you really get to pull the emotion out of the people watching it, either. You want the you you want the heel to lose because you just can't you can't stand that the the other guy who's doing commentary is just talking up all these just horrible things that he's doing and and on the other end you want you want the face to win just to overcome the odds so yeah I love doing stuff like that so that was a lot of fun yeah well changing pace here we're gonna get down to what you know what we do best the round table and that's discuss wrestling topics so we really hope you just enjoyed something different that we were just really trying to throw out there um we just wanted to have a little bit of fun this week so um not a whole lot on the docket to talk about this week um as far as breaking news but um i did read something about pasta wwe possibly doing a king of the ring again and i wanted to get your guys's thoughts on if you think they should even bother cedric what do you think I've read a lot of comments on the King of the Ring, and, and I think a lot of folks are just basing it on what they've seen these past few, few really bad attempts to it. I, I think that if they go back to the roots, the way it used to be, where all the matches, to, not not so much the whole qualifier thing, but just the match itself. You know, you had the winner would have to fight at least three times in in one pay per view. And that, that should be the focus. Your main focus of King of the Ring should be the actual King of the Ring matches. Once you start bringing other stuff from the outside and make that the the focus, it's not going to work. So if they go back to their roots and, and follow the, the formula that worked at one point, I don't see why they shouldn't get uh, back to where they used to be. But unfortunately, based on the reaction that I've read online, there will be a lot of folks that won't even give it a shot. So, but if they go back to the roots, I for one will be excited. If if you could, who would you pick to win a King of the Ring? I mean, obviously not knowing anyone that's in it so far, but 
if you if you had to pick, say it's the, um, it could be either roster, but say you got a a guy that you could see in there as being your king of the ring, who would it be? If it was Raw, definitely I would give it to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens right now to me is one of the the best wrestlers there is in 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 that in that branch. Definitely he would not let let you forget that he's the king of the ring. And if it was SmackDown, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt would also be one of those that would turn the whole King thing into something else. I'm pretty sure he he would literally not not be a King Booker, but he would definitely remind the the folks of the system. But those those are two wrestlers that I think are are definitely in line for a big break. Well, uh, Hawkster, how do you feel about it? I don't think they should do it this. They just should not do it before. WrestleMania. We're we're already, you know, just a few months away from SummerSlam. We're going to be going into Survivor Series. We're, we're kind of ramping up the, the last half of the year, and that's usually when wrestling really starts getting good. I would save it for after WrestleMania. And uh, I'm kind of split between how I would want it to actually be formatted out. Uh, the way I, I really want to see it done is have say eight guys on raw eight guys on smackdown and have your your qualifying matches during the week during raw and during smackdown and then have your your actual network special be the the full tournament be the eight guys who qualified uh so four from each show and then have them so you have the raw bracket and you have the smackdown bracket so that the final match is raw versus smackdown and whoever wins that would be the king of the ring. Uh, and uh, I don't want to see title holders in it. And the main reason I say that is because when you have a title holder lose in a tournament, I think it kind of diminishes the title a little bit, yeah, drops some of that prestige. Um, but what I would really like to see, I kind of agree with uh, with Cedric. I think King KO would uh, would definitely be watchable TV. What if it was SmackDown, Brad, that won it? You know, I, I, I do like the uh, the Bray Wyatt potential there. Uh, I think he definitely needs something to lift him up if he's not going to have a title run anytime soon. But uh, as far as a a match, a final matchup, I don't think I would like to see KO versus Bray Wyatt heel versus heel. Now, they could definitely put on a great match. I'm not going to say that or talk down to that at all but uh if it's not bray wyatt from smackdown i honestly think that i would like to see probably either dolph ziggler or maybe even apollo cruz to give him kind of a rub and a, and a little nudge towards uh the upper mid card maybe even lower main card but that i don't think he's ready for probably a few more years so maybe not this year for apollo cruz so i would say yeah either bray wyatt or uh, dolph ziggler if uh, Dolph doesn't cash in or doesn't uh, take the title anytime soon. All right. So, guys, picture this, right? You talked about we don't want to do it before WrestleMania. We've only got a couple really big pay-per-views left or network specials left before uh, WrestleMania. What if I told you, if it were up to me, we would rename the King of the Ring to the Survivor Series? 
and make the Survivor Series a tournament, whereas the winner is becomes King of the Ring, and then I would want to see the Survivor Series go back to you have a world title, maybe one other title defended, but then maybe one or two traditional Survivor Series matches, and then the rest of it be the Survivor Series, which is where the actual people would be competing for King of the Ring. I don't know how you guys would feel about something like that, but I could see you could tie, um, because otherwise the Survivor Series isn't a series anymore. It really makes no sense as a name for, for a network special. But if I had to pick a winner, I think back to the original King of the Ring, which they kind of started for Bret Hart because Hulk Hogan had won the, the heavyweight title and they kind of feel like they need to give Bret Hart a rub. What about a guy like Cesaro? Um, who's obviously a little bit disgruntled uh, lately with how everything's been going with him. I would love to see him maybe you know, be that guy that they select. Yeah, he's not the champion, but he's a better wrestler than all the rest of these guys out here. And I could see Cesaro definitely becoming king of the ring. The king of swing. The king of the swing. King of the ring. King of the ring. Exactly. See? That, that, would be, that would be pretty awesome. Book it you right know, now. That, that actually would be pretty awesome. I like that. Now, honestly, I do like the... Uh, the Survivor Series angle. Uh, the only, I guess, put off for me is I love those big Survivor elimination tag team matches. And when I think of Survivor Series, I always think of that big tag team match. Yeah, but they only so did. They only it, did it would one. Be a, they only did one last year. Yeah, yeah. In the whole series. It. Yeah, true enough. And it was on the pre-show. Mm. Ah. True enough. True enough. True enough. Yeah, but, that's. Uh, a, I mean, I, I would. I would love to see it go back because, dude, I loved it in the late 80s when you'd watch Survivor Series. You didn't have to worry about titles changing hands. You didn't have to worry about all that. But you got to see clusters of people together that you would otherwise never see. So it was yeah. awesome, you know, having Team Hogan versus Team whoever, you know, out there, Sergeant Slaughter or whatever. Um, I think the one year it was just Hogan and Ultimate Warrior versus um, Iron Sheik and sergeant slaughter and uh general adnan and uh yeah. you know just just seeing that kind of stuff where you can build these these elimination tag tournaments you just you just don't get to see that except that once a year and then now they haven't even really been, been playing it up cedric yeah what would you think about that if they try to do something like that for a survivor series it's i've always been a fan of the the traditional survivor series itself so me too and, and like I said, you know, they both, if they want to have messed with the format with both, because I think both both pay-per-views have long been what they were originally were when they started. So to me, if they just go back to the roots uh, on both pay-per-views, there's no reason why it, it wouldn't work. That's just, that's just what I think. Yeah, I'm completely okay with the King of the Ring having a title match in it too. So like if you still want your Intercontinental title or your World Heavyweight title, whatever, yeah. defended. Because you need a filler match in between the finals. Just, so put your put your put have your your uh, semifinals. Then whenever you they have whoever the final two are going to be, put that title match in there as the block, and then you have the guys come out and do their final match. Um, I just – it's the it should be the easiest – groupings of matches to book because it's yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, that's, you, the, you and that's the thing you know and that's the thing that like you if it's king of the ring you end with the whoever the two 
finalists are for the King of the Ring title or or moniker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That if you have the King of the Ring match any time before that, it just doesn't make sense because your focus goes into something else. Just like yeah. the Survivor Series matches, there's nothing wrong. To me, there's nothing wrong with your most high-profile two teams in Survivor Series ending Survivor Series or the two finalists ending King of the Ring. But it just messes up when all of a sudden they're your first match and then you end with something else. It's not the pay-per-view anymore. It's something yeah. completely different. No, I completely agree with you guys there. I just hope they, they look at the original way they did it because the first king of the ring is one of the best it was one of the best pay-per-views that whole year i really really enjoyed oh yeah it. i mean you had heart versus perfect and then um they they went on you know they went on to battle bret hart versus razor ramon in the second round and then you know bret hart eventually beating bam bam bigelow in the finals and all of them were such different matches such great matches and in their own right so i don't know if they could just what i'm there Sorry, go ahead. Oh, say so if they could just find a way to get back to that, it would be great. Yeah, what I've noticed a lot is kind of like what we were talking about with Cesaro, just building up a character and setting him up for like a big time success. Kind of what we thought the uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial was going to be like. Because uh, I mean, who who doesn't remember when Stone Cold won King of the Ring, beating Jake the Snake Roberts? That just sure. escalated and just put him on a rocket ship out to space. To quote. Uh, Ultimate Warrior there. I mean, Stone Cold freaking just jumped leaps and bounds after winning King of the Ring. Yeah, and you know another thing? I think people get too caught up with the gimmick of King of the Ring. It's like after mm-hmm. they win King of the Ring, they got to wear the crown and the cape. That, yeah, ne- that, that never happened. I mean, after after Bret Hart won that, he never wore it again. After The only person who really played on it was Owen Hart, and that's because that totally fit his character. And then, of course, King Booka. Um, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things to where like it it didn't work for Mr. Stu Sanders or uh, <laughs> um, Wade Barrett. Uh, it just yeah. it, it didn't work for him because that just that just wasn't wasn't his type of character, you know. So yeah. it, I just, mean, he played it off to the best of his ability, but it really killed a lot of the bad news Barrett thing that was sure. just red hot. Yeah, I just think if you're gonna do that, don't expect them to walk around with a scepter. Just let them mention it. I beat eight other men, 16 other men, whatever you want to do yeah. to play up the fact that they they won this tournament. You know, that's all you yeah. need to do. Quit trying to put a scepter and a, and a crown on there, you know, every, every time they go out and do that. But uh, anyway, I guess that's that's where I'm at with King of the Ring. You guys, you guys have anything else to add? I just want to say how stupid would it be for Bray Wyatt to walk out with a crown and a scepter? King Wyatt! <laughs> oh my god like if you want to kill a push and kill a character that's how you do it yeah although he I mean, would kind of he... although he would kind of look like king robert baratheon from game of thrones so... <laughs> <laughs> no, him, he, he, oh my he will cope with something really almost sacrilegious oh, like a thorn crown or something yeah a crown of thorns actually so, i could see him it. i could see him playing that would be badass and he just throw, he throws the crown. Yeah, his first promo, it's it's a big crown of thorns he's got on his head. That would be that would be pretty epic. Oh man, that would okay. I would watch that. I will say that. All right, so we got about a, a good solid 10, 15 minutes. So why don't we um, go ahead and get into any praise or rants of the week? You guys got anything? 
What you got, old wise owl? I just continued praise to the CWC, you know, really good matches, just letting folks be able to experience different styles, especially for those that have just stayed WWE faithfuls and don't really see anything outside of the WWE. It's kind of nice to see different styles come into the interesting introducing people you know gallagher for 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 example or gallagher as they pronounced it you know gallagher. that catch catches catch can style you know old european style and just seeing some lucha stuff from some of the guys uh to see some of the guys from hot from middle kingdom also show up show their their hybrid of you know martial arts lucha style wrestling that they have going on it's, it was pretty awesome and just just some really, really good wrestling and just showing how two guys who are really good friends outside the ring, like Champagne and Gargano, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. just seeing how, how they mesh into the ring. So it's just really good wrestling, really good commentating. You know, shout out to the good commentators out there because obviously it's not an easy job. And and just hopefully whatever this formula that's working, hopefully they'll continue it because... Right now, I know somebody who needs a really good formula, and that will be SmackDown. So, Raw's doing pretty good. CWC's doing pretty good. NXT's doing pretty good. Let's see if whatever they're doing finally tra- transitions into SmackDown. Let's give them, a, let's give them an opportunity, but uh, they definitely need some work. Alexter, do you have anything? All right, well, mine's going to be a, more of a announcement, more of a shout out if you will we all heard about the uh promotion it has been going on for weeks and weeks about lana and rusev i am not getting married congratulations to both of them i hope you guys have a, a very happy and uh, successful life and careers but i also want to uh give a shout out to the boss sasha banks she got married to uh her longtime boyfriend mikazi say it ain't so she is she is now off the market ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm sorry this is this is both a, a praise and a and a rant. So uh, <laughs> take it for what you will. But uh, Sasha Banks, the boss, is now the the boss of a another man. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Anyway, um, cool. Yeah, congratulations to both of them for sure. Um, Lana, keep keep putting up the good fight. You'll have Rusev losing another ten fifteen pounds. Um, so. For me, um, I want to rant a little bit. Mine, maybe not wrestling related, but I really don't care. So, for all you who don't know, Suicide Squad's out right now in the movie theater, right? And uh, hey, no spoilers. I'm seeing I'm, it after we uh, after we end tonight. No spoilers. Haven't watched it. Haven't watched it. I just want to say, I was lurking around some of the pages today, and there were people saying how Suicide Squad was... In fact, actually, Rolling Stone said that Suicide Squad made the new Fantastic Four movie look like a good movie. That's how bad it was. Um, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because Kevin Smith said that it was a good movie. Um... So yeah, I'll give it give it the benefit of the doubt, but uh, a lot of people um, who follow DC Comics 
make fun of the Marvel movies and say that they're they're cheesy and they're and they're no good. Stop that. They all make great movies, and we're all just comic book fans, just like we're all wrestling fans for those who are. Um, so just you know, go watch it. Try to try to stay objective, and hopefully Will Smith doesn't you know try to upstage everybody. All right. Rest- the funny thing. What's that? Go ahead. I was gonna say that the fun. I haven't watched the movie yet, but the funny thing is that the same. They said the same thing about the Superman versus Batman movie. Oh, don't, uh, even, don't even get I, me started. I read somewhere that they said that this that this Suicide Squad actually made the Batman versus Superman movie um, good. We we bought it. We bought the the three hour long edition. Mm-hmm. My kids enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Could it have been better? Uh, yeah, my opinion. But I enjoyed the movie, and that's at the end of the day, that's all you need to do. But when you start a movie from the moment that you heard, oh, Ben Affleck's going to play Batman, and you start criticizing the crap out of it, of course you're not going to like it. That's like yeah. anything. If you start with a negative attitude before you watch a match, before you watch a movie, before you, you go to a amusement park, how are you going to enjoy it? You're already starting so negative. Uh, one thing oh, is no. not to have expectations high, but I don't know. I, just... Enjoy things, you know, this whole putting things against each other. Just enjoy the movie for what it's worth. And for what I've seen on the previews, all the characters look amazing. It seems like Harley Quinn is one of the, the big characters and no no complaints. So, Yeah, um, I think to me, if, if Brock Lesnar takes you to Suplex City, then I'm pretty sure that... Um, Batman versus Superman takes you to Plot Hole City, because because that, that, that movie had so many plot holes in it. But I digress. You just say about hate. Come on. <laughs> I just say, uh, I just watch movies for for you know to enjoy a movie. I, I know people, there's people that di- have to dissect the movie to the point that Titanic didn't make any sense to it. You know what I'm saying? Just I just watch a movie for what it's worth, unless it's Unless it's a documentary or it's something supposedly based on a real life story, and you're like, yeah, that has nothing to do with the life, real life story. I try not to compare it to books, comics, or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Just watch it for what it's worth. Because if you go with that, with that, that mentality, I'm gonna com- um, compare it to something else. Then like, nine out of ten times, I think it will mess it up. Look at Resident Evil. I know people who hate Resident Evil because it doesn't do nothing with the game. I just enjoy the movie for what it's worth. And the actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one other thing for me, and this is more of a funny story more than anything. Did any of you follow up at all that the, the WWE talking about Biggie's injury? Have any of you been following that? Yeah, uh, the club tearing him down, yeah. So, apparently, Biggie. No idea suffered... what you guys are talking about. Big, on, on Monday Night Raw, Big E, they were attacked by the club, New Day was. And they, they showed Big E in the back um, needing medical attention. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's I'm – pre- I'm pretty sure it's, it's a work injury, but apparently he suffered a contusion to his groin, a.k.a. your penis – Big D. <laughs> well, it is now if you got a contusion on it. And I just want to say, A, 
if it's a real if it's a real injury, congratulations. That's one of the best angles you could ever use now. If it's if it's not, and they decided to do that as a work, why why would you go for the bruised penis? But anyways, I just I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I was following a little bit of news this week, and and that's what I got to see. Cedric, your thoughts on Big E's bruised penis? <laughs> oh, take that as a no comment. Oh. Cedric just lost power in his house. Fantastic. I guess he lost his biggie. Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> All right, I guess we, yeah. can, we can end the podcast. Hold that on. sounds good to me. Let me just great show. Sure. Let me just, and, uh, just let me make sure we we go here. Um, so before we go, I just want to say uh, I just want to say thanks, you guys, for reviewing we're gonna have to do that again i thought that was that was a lot of fun and then commentary will will definitely flip roles uh next time i'll look forward to uh being a stereotypical just uh face announcer maybe next time and we'll make we'll make cedric do uh play-by-play or something but um hey if you guys have feedback for us if you enjoyed this uh this review that we did of uh, the first episode of nitro let us know, and we can uh, we can take on a few more of these things. We could do an episode of Raw sometime. We could do part of a pay per view. We could just do a match where we're just talking through it. But um, let us know your your thoughts and feelings. But other than that, Cedric's uh, I just I I blew Cedric's mind. Uh, maybe that doesn't sound right. I blew Cedric's mind with a big E penis joke, and he lost power in his house. So with that being said. I'm going to sign off for uh, the Wise Old Owl of Wrestling, and I also want to thank uh, Mr. Houck Standing for being here and uh, had a great time. Until next time, Jobber's Court is adjourned.